Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, uh, hello everybody. Yes. Fucking <laughs> hell. Uh, uh, hi, David. Hi, Brian. How are you? You well? Absolutely fine. Uh, uh, our guest this week yes. is Trevor Locke, none other. Absolutely. Thanks for coming along, Trevor. Absolute pleasure. It's it's a funny old loft we're in, isn't it? It is. Very it's difficult getting up. Very there, moist. It? Was it? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't for me. No. Well, well you, I found you here. I don't know how you got up here. I assume <laughs> they lifted the roof off and put you in a. No, 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 no. There's a little wooden ladder. Oh, the little wooden ladder. Yeah. Oh, well, I had a creaky old metal thing that squeaked like some kind of. <laughs> Contraption. There's a contraption. I mean, you can't call a stepladder anything else other than the contraption. Can you not, no. David? I don't think. I think it is a contraption. This is a footstool tool, really. It's a tool to allow a man to go from one level to another, or isn't it? Or a woman. Or a woman. Yeah, quite right. Don't let a child on it. Absolutely. Yeah, child for health and safety reasons, and equal rights gender-wise when it comes to ladders. <laughs> Now, everybody uh, listening at home, we're in a we're in a haunted house. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, David, would you uh, would you tell the listeners uh, the address and <laughs> and what haunts the house? Twelve Pearlbrook Avenue is the actual name. Twelve of where? Pearlbrook. Uh, sorry, Pearlbrook. Let's get it right. Twelve Pearlbrook Avenue is the actual address, and it's haunted by a. Uh, Group of OAPs. A group of OAPs? A group of OAPs who were a bowling team who um, actually lived in... Because this was an OAP home originally. That's why you got the It was originally chairs. an OAP home. Originally an OAP home. Unlike most OAP homes that were originally a mansion house. Absolutely. Converted. This was originally an OAP Originally, home. before the cobwebs and the nasty smell... Um, the electronic chairs right. that you can see on the uh, on the stairs were actually had old people in them, moving up and down, having bed baths or you know baths for their verrucas or what what not. It was a functioning place for old people, and now it has wandered into the uh, the parallel world of um, ghosts. Unfortunately, isn't How it? How did they die? These old age uh, people. Oh God! Yeah. Some Sorry. of them. No, no, no. Not at all. Some of them were, it was old age. Some of it was old age. Some of, I said, well, all of them were the old age. <laughs> but they were old age pensioners, weren't they? Yes, they were, absolutely. So yeah. at some point... At some point, whatever well, I, killed them, it had, to, it had to include old age, because they'd reached old age. They had reached their limit, and they saluted to the flag and to the Holy Spirit. One of spirits. them died mysteriously, yes? They did. No, one right. of them did. Only one. One particular. How? OAP. They were basically found on the fourth floor <laughs> in their stammer chair with half a cup of Ovaltine and a half-eaten Kit Kats... 
and that was it. And the Kit Kat was just hanging out the side of the mouth. The second one, the first chocolate finger was in her hand. The second chocolate finger was hanging out their mouth like a cigar. I looked like a bit like a Mexican with a cigar hanging out like that with the Oval team. Bit of respect, David. Yeah, a bit of respect. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I was just trying to create images in their head, but we've got yeah. to be respectful. Did you used to work here then? I wish I did. Uh, why? I wish I did. Why? Because I've, I've seen the photos, and you can tell that the actual staff love their job. Okay. Always smiling, always giving high fives about grey heads, and just really sort of doing, playing bingo. You could tell that all fans of Countdown doing the, um, yeah. what was it called, the um, conundrums, you know, cheering at the TV. You're very relaxed, because I'm shitting myself at the moment. <laughs> You're very relaxed. I, I'm not underneath make... it. Underneath the skin and the jeans and the fabric, there's a lot of fear here because, you know, heaven, hell, purgatory, it's waiting for all of us and I don't understand it. Really? You believe that? I... Or you it could a, be just you have a, a Catholic pe- theology that you live with that, do you? I think I am antagonistic. No, it's not. Antagonistic. <laughs> Agnostic. Agnostic. Thank you, Brian. There you are. My theological tour guide there. Antagonistic. I hope you're there for me when I'm at the pearly gates. I'm not sure if it could just be a case of a TV being turned off. It's, am I just the end of a Netflix episode that hasn't been given, you know, commission for a second season and I'm just forgotten about? Or... I hope not, David. Oh, fingers crossed. Uh, I want you to live forever. Please, please do. Please do. And let's pray together. And I'll pray for you if you pray for me. We'll, we'll, you know, keep the piggy bank afloat together. Do you know what? I'm going to ask the first question. Please do. Please do. Um, oh, did you hear that? Hello, Trevor Lock, David uh, and Brian. Hello, Charles. Nice to have you in the loft with us. Who's Charles? Robot. Yes, I am Charles. Hello, I Charles. have worked here since it was an old person home. Here to help you with all your needs. I can wipe your bottom. Thank get you. you into bed and stuff like that. Um, have, have you ever had your bottom wiped by somebody else as a grown-up? I have, yes. Have well, you? Yeah, I have when oh. I um, broke my leg. You broke your leg. That's well. Nice. I didn't actually. Yeah. Well, I didn't actually kind of. You um, still wipe your bottom. I regularly do, David. Well, the thing is, it was basically I had um, uh, really hurt my uh, my leg quite badly. When? But this is about 10, 15 years ago. You had your bottom wiped when you were in your thirties. Well, it would have been in my thirties. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. So I would have been very, very early thirties. Sure. And I had to put it in a shield. For it to actually um, shield some kind of sh- I can't remember the actual. It was you like a, a plaster cast. <laughs> I wasn't a plaster cast because I mean I was thinking to myself, just say it's a plaster cast, Dave. And I said no, tell them the truth. So I've I've got like a sort of uh, plastic around the ankle, large kind of shield. Did it have a sort of a coat of arms on the front of it? No, I wish it did because that would boost the self-esteem. Because <laughs> you're lent over and uh, there's a there's a nurse wiping your behind type of thing. It's um... you lent over and a nurse was wiping your behind type of thing. Type of thing. Um, it was just a case of you've got to watch out in that area. It's toxic waste. You're going to be left on your own. I don't want a bed bath the next day. And there's been anything left over previously. I don't want to be seen as a mucky individual. If you need anything, bye, 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 bye for now. So sorry, I miss that. Ring the bell. If you need anything, bye, 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 bye for now. Ring the bell. We got a little bell. Ring the bell. I want my bottom wiped asap, please. Yes, sorry. Yes. No, no, no. Feel free. And it was. um, It wasn't a nice experience. It was nice physically. Oh, that's a relief. That's gone. I'm clean. But you didn't enjoy. No. So what was the nurse like? 
uh, very business-like, straight business to it. Like yeah, it. absolutely. You, you just know. got your fist in the palm of your hand. I know, yes, I do, like Donald Trump. It was very much like, let's build a wall or let's wipe this man's behind type of thing. Let's just get it done. Okay. And I, a coat of arms would have been quite nice if I was leant over, my face pushed against my thigh. If I was looking at a coat of arms on the side of my NHS shield or whatever it was, or splint, or it would have like boosted my uh, masculinity because I felt quite uh, castrated as she was wiping away. She just did three quick wipes, just a trilogy of wipes, and it was just done. You know, right, let's move away from me, Pop. Sorry, sorry. No, was, no, no. Uh... I could talk about it all day, but I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, we've got to move ahead. That was behind. Trevor, you said you've you've seen a ghost or you've heard a ghost. No, <laughs> didn't you? Not here. Oh, not in the. No, 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 I'm, no, feeling but... the I'm feeling yeah, the vibes. Yeah. No, yeah. what well, I I have been told uh, by a sensitive man. Um, that my my own home, where I uh, sleep, is haunted. What now? Grief. Yeah. The home you're going. The, the home that I sleep in in London, is haunted, but by good spirits. Very interesting. It, very interesting. Now I can remember uh, when I first moved there, uh, staying there on my own and going crazy one night and just shouting. But there were so many noises in the rooms upstairs. It was just what? Yeah, and I just can remember losing it and just screaming and shouting at them to fuck off. And, and did you out. know at that point that no, the... Uh... No, no, no. It was like years later. I've been there for years. How many years? Like 10 years is what I'm talking about. I would say... Oh, that's a bit inappropriate, yes. I would say six and a half years later. Right, there we go. Someone came round and said, has anyone ever told you your uh, place is uh, haunted? And I said, well, I'll tell you what, they haven't. But one night, there were so many bumps and bangs, I got frightened and started shouting. And he said, they're good ones. They're good spirits. And who is this man? He's called Andrew Shute, and he, um, he, knows, he lives he knows up in Crouch End. OK. Yeah. Have, you ever, have you ever heard a... a uh, you're right. Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. A, <laughs> have you ever heard or seen a spirit, David? I've never heard of a spirit. I've never been, you know, a spirit. I've never actually heard of one type of thing around me, sort of actually talking to me in any way. I've never had one-to-one dialogue with uh, would you, a supernatural what, being. What sort of conversation would you like to have with I'd you? immediately want to know about what life was like in their era. I would try and do, get as much information as possible. So if we saw the OAPs tonight, would you, what would you ask them? I'd immediately be, you know, who is Prime Minister? Uh, how old's the Queen? You know, I'd, I'd try and work out historically. That'd be your first question. That'd be your first question. You're not at all interested in what the afterlife is like, but really, that what was be... it like in the late 80s? I, that would be my third question. Straight into... History is a trampoline into theology in my world, so I'd go straight into... Right, we've got that done. Factuals around for your time. What about, you know, the JC, Jesus Christ, God? I'd move on to the more you know, to religious celebrity figures. You know, just tell us the bloody myth. Is there something else than this? Cornflakes, lottery tickets and X Factor. Did you hear that? No, I didn't. I think that was a rat or That's a, a rat. pigeon. Did you hear that? That's, That's a pigeon. I could hear that, yeah. That doesn't sound like a rat or a pigeon to me. That feels... Sorry, I dropped Mike Ray. Your what? Drop your what? Brain, I thought he said. Dropped Sorry, his... I dropped Mike Ray. He dropped his brain. I don't know if that's... Um, my tray. My, my tray. tray. Oh, sorry, I apologise. Drop your tray. Drop your yes. tray, it's going to... Yes. Uh, actually, have you got a... Uh, I thought we could have a little midnight feast. Have you got something to eat or drink, Charles, on your person? Spooky snacks. Spooky snacks. Yes, please. <laughs> Some spooky snacks? I'm in the mood for a spooky confectionery snack to keep S- me going. Salty ones. Salt. Leave with me. Leave it with you. Trevor's off something salty. 
I think he's on his way. He's, he's, he's cooking something up. Maybe some peanuts. Would that work? That will work for me. Peanuts. I Go. bet he is. I bet he is. There yeah. we go. I bet he is. So I've got a question for you. Describe your first kiss. My first kiss was with a French exchange student. Um, really? I'm trying to remember her name now. That Her name's actually left my memory, which is terrible, isn't it? But I remember the kiss. I remember uh, lips locking, saliva. Uh, the only education given to me then was uh, the Ewings, Dallas and Dynasty. You know, just watching 80s TV, really. It's so sort of women with blonde perms and uh, shoulder pads. That's all I had to go on. And I tried to make it as erotic and as, you know, as well-coordinated as possible. How did you try to ensure that? Um, by making sure there's lots of movements. Lots of movements. So you uh, were moving your body as you were kissing yeah, her? Or absolutely. you were moving your lips? I was moving my shoulders and my lips. Right, shoulders, yeah. Uh, if you can People imagine... don't think about moving their shoulders when they kiss, do they? No, no. not at all. So it was like, had a sort of Torval and Dean dance energy to it type do of thing. Do you think she noticed? <laughs> I think she did. I don't know. I didn't get much eye contact afterwards of approval. Where were you? It was basically a disco uh, at the local parish church, and uh, it was by the cloak, you know, waiting for like our, our coats afterwards, basically. You just lean in, and I just sort of um, leant in for like a peck on, on the on really? the on the mouth, and then then after that, it was straight in for a, a proper kind of smooch, kind of uh, snoggerato type of thing. And uh, afterwards, you ever I called it a snoggerato? No, and I never would. Not, no, I, that's... Uh, no, you, I've never kissed a French woman. And, Absolutely, uh, no, it's got to no be right, said. Um, no right to call it a snobbery. It was quite an experience. It's got to be said. She was obviously um, not on uh, country land type of thing. I think she thought, well, well let's, let's experiment with a Brit. And not on country land. Not on country land and the UK soil, and thought, what the hell? <laughs> and on her uh, her home country. Her land. home country land. You're so quite you, right. So you're saying there's no way that woman would have kissed you in France. <laughs> I hope that's not what I'm saying. I'm putting myself down, but who knows? Maybe if Frenchmen were around and it was uh, in the oh, middle of Paris. Think, oh, you think it's the French? You, you think you can't live up to Frenchmen? Is that what you're well, saying? Well, the French are the, um, the kings of romance, aren't they? Are they? When I think of the French, I don't want to, I mean, it's a stereotype, but it's a very positive one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they're poets, they're romantics. I mean, you know, Britain, we're, you know, we're good at, well, I don't know, uh, ma- making tea and making conversation and making sure everyone's comfortable. But I don't know if um, we're quite the sort of sexual renaissance erotica captains of industry that uh, we are compared to the, uh, the French. OK, yeah, fair enough. Fair comments. So I can imagine, you know, um, not even wanting her dad or uncle around or anyone. I imagine sort of any Frenchman I'd feel judged. Because I think it's, like, it's in you their genes, isn't it? You think her dad or her uncle would be a better sexual proposition than yourself if she was in France? I mean, that, that really is quite a, a stereotype. It's got to be said, even to that extent, whereby, you know, there'd be evil, even legal ramifications. I mean, that's what we're saying here, isn't it? We're saying that she would rather cross a, a pretty strong taboo uh, I don't than think, uh, kiss you I don't think I'd, she'd want to get involved with Dad, because as you've rightly pointed out, Trevor... Stop that would, pointing. You know, quite right, stop pointing. You know, let's keep manners afloat. We're Brits. We're not going to be good at sex. We're good at the, the manners. Um, legally, that would be a disaster. <laughs> I think she would much prefer kiss me than go into a prison cell. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's some rationality in that point. Yeah. She wouldn't want to do, you know, um, some kind yeah, of prison service. Dark, have we to. have a selection of spooky snacks. Ah, oh, Some spider's perfect. eggs. Oh, yeah. Some brownie coffins. Some savoury rums and some salty brain cupcakes for Trevor. Oh, salty brain cupcakes. That's... Get stuck into those. What were the other, were the other bits and pieces? These salty brown cupcakes bring to mind your nurse. Um, 
It certainly does, doesn't some it? Some spider's eggs, spiders. some brownie coffins, some savoury rums and some salty brain cupcakes for Trevor. Some spider's eggs, some salty brain cupcakes, I think. Well, Brooms? Tuck into a spider's egg. Do you know my, my ex-wife uh, has eaten a monkey brain? Well, goodness me. Where was that then? Where was the monkey brain consumed? It was uh, in the middle of the jungle and she had nothing better to eat. That was all they offered her. So it wasn't like a fancy restaurant in Soho. It was basically <laughs> literally in the jungle. It's a corner captured a monkey. How was it presented to her? I, I think it was in a bowl, mashed up in a bowl. Wow. Yeah. Blimey. Let's have some spooky music for this section. Yeah. She had a hemorrhoid. Did she? Yeah, I shouldn't have mentioned that, but. Yeah. Well, she ate a hemorrhoid. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> Can you eat a hemorrhoid? so hungry. <laughs> I don't know. Goodness me, is, how, where was the hemorrhoid? You can eat a hemorrhoid, of course you can. If I had a hemorrhoid, yeah. you could nibble on it. You could do. Yeah. It's just a piece of flesh like anything else. Yeah, but it's got is a lot it of a protein. Is a piece of flesh? Yes, a piece of flesh, of course it is. It becomes uncomfortably attached to part of your body, I think. It's a blood vessel. Tie it off with a bit of dental floss. If you want me to get some monkey brains for you to munch on, guys. Well, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a, uh, you know. Why not? Uh, Can we have some monkey brains? Can, uh, whereabouts are we? You obviously mentioned the address. What was the name of the house? The address? 15 Pearl Brook Avenue. And where are we exactly? We are basically by the cliffs of Dover. So that's why I was thinking sure we were there in the last episode. Really? Uh, well, it's Dover. One, okay, it's Dover or nothing. But we need to make sure we're not in Dover next week. You're quite right. We've got to make sure postcode-wise we're wandering around Britain and making most of the country. Okay, not sure where we're going to get some monkey. Can you get some monkey brains in Dover? Yes. Ah, yes. Simple as that. <laughs> yes, you can. Perfect. It's in the know. So I've got a question from a, a listener. This is from John Wigglesworth. Quite a surname. How would you talk your way out of a hostage situation uh, if you could only speak in innuendo? I think I would basically be confident. Does that make sense? Kind of. Yeah. So I've got to sort of sexually flirt with oh, the actual Did he say terrorists. sexual innuendo? Oh, that's what he meant, was it? I guess so. Okay. Sexual innuendo. So speak your way out of a hostage situation only using sexual innuendo. Oh, that's a big gun. Oh, why are you pointing that in my direction? What are you up to then? Oh, there it goes, slap again erected. At least I'm doing something right. Oh, you look jealous. Oh, goodness me, that's a, that's a red end to your, your M16, isn't it? Goodness me. Look at those grenades hanging between it. Look like a pair of onions. Ooh, misses. I try and keep it quite kind of um, loose and comical type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then maybe a wink and a, you know, a lot of raising of the eyebrows. Oh, 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 goodness me, that's come out your holster quick. Enough, you don't have Sorry, to it's inappropriate. It's inappropriate. You were enjoying yeah. that, weren't you? I feel, like, I feel like I need a shower after that. that was, well, um, do some more if you want. Well, sure, you know, it, it'd just be a case of being as sexual as I could about his gun and adding as many sexual connotations. Um, so you're, once again, you're making massive gender assumptions here. Very true. I'm stuck in the prison of stereotypes and I've got to, like an eagle, transcend and go up to the world of equal rights. <laughs> I really have to ASAP because I don't want to be stuck in that realm. But I look around, I think, oh God. Well, I tell you what, facing people, I'm yeah, labelling yeah. them. I tell you what, if anyone listens to this, the, the, the chances of you being kidnapped uh, are much higher that you're going to be kidnapped by some fundamentalist feminists than anybody else. I know, and I don't. I don't will the innuendos help? With I'm not good, sure. With good reason. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. Think actual... about it. Think about it. How would you work the sexual innuendos with a feminist 
terrorist organization. A feminist terrorist organization? I'm trying to think. I would um, empower her vagina verbally in some manner. I don't know how, but I'd say... <laughs> I wouldn't be so, like, sort of like, oh, camp about it. I'd be more like, oh... You know, that's a, um, a big balaclava. I look like I'm staring down a large vaginal drift hole or something. I try and empower her somehow. Yeah. With the blokes all about nod, nod, wink, wink. You know, we'll have something behind the bike shed later, Trevor. Not you, Trevor. I mean, the generic bloke, Trevor. You yeah, exactly, know. exactly. Sorry, not like the actual man here. No, no, no. no. Women, it would be more a case of empowering them. Yeah. Fuck okay, well, it that's hell. interesting. Um, but I'd be panicked. I would. I'd just be thinking, Christ, you know, it'd just be. It would be a nightmare deep, deep inside. I'd be. Crying. Did you hear that? Yeah. That definitely wasn't a rat. That was a definite movement of a soul. <laughs> sounded like it sounded like a Zimmer frame scuffing <laughs> Here over are your monkey brains. Rails. Oh, Get chum. those inside you. <laughs> you know what Thank I you. mean? And this is not not wink wink. Say no more. Oh, a bit of robotic flirting there, artificial intelligence. Uh, fucking hell. Winning in with the human Basically, uh, he's bought us all. He bought, bought us each of a monkey brain. Did you hear uh, the scuffing of a Zimmerphone on the landing, Trevor? I did. Go back to that. Yeah, I did. I, I thought. I thought that. You know. You know when the carpet ends and the and the thought. You know that little little piece of brass. No, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a lovely description. What is that piece of brass called? Well, I th- I think it's called a carpet rail. Carpet rail. It is a carpet rail. That's a perfect description. I can envision it in my head. If I was working in B and Q and someone said to me, "Can I have a carpet rail, please?" I'd be like, "I know what you mean." Yeah. Am I, am I thinking of a curtain rail? No, I think it's a carpet rail. I'm pretty. I feel confident that it was. I don't know. Or a curtain rail. No, curtain rails up top. Curtain rail is what keeps the curtains up top, and carpet rail is the thing at the bottom that keeps. It all, I'm not that educated in the realms of DIY, but I'd feel confident about those two. Yeah. Tuck it into your monkey brain. Absolutely, got two fresh lobes there in front of me with a spoon. Mm-hmm. Let's st- get it stuck into the brain matter. And uh, do you want some sauce of yours, some brown sauce, HP? No, I don't. I'm going to try it first without. You see, it's softer than you think, isn't it? It is soft. It is isn't very it? soft. It's like a large sort of marshmallow, really, it's isn't like it? A, it's like a row, isn't it? Sort of, uh, it is, isn't it? You think David, they're... do you reckon you could try and eat yours in one go? Well, I'll give it a go. I mean, it'd be a case of. Um, it's quite large. It's like putting a whole Easter egg in your mouth, isn't it, really? Just slop it. Slop it. Yeah. Slop it. So I'm putting the top of it in. Very nice. I feel like an anaconda trying to do an egg. Hey. And it's like trying to get the teeth into it. And just pushing the frontal lobe to the side and crunching. And then chewing. And then I'm going to have to just put a bit out on my my hand. Sorry, Brian, I've spat a bit out because it's too much. And then just chewing, just masticating and chewing, and just swallowing. And I've still got the left uh, lobe there, just pop that in my mouth. Oh, I've made a bit of a mess, it's all over my... I've got some of his crumbs. What are brain crumbs be called on my, uh, on my what chest? Are, what are brain crumbs called? Ganglia. Ganglia, all over me. Look at you, Trevor, you're like a, a knight who's just uh, had a feast. There's no brain matter well, on whatsoever uncovered. Mine. And do you know why? Why is that? Because I learnt from my ex-wife, when you eat a monkey brain... What happens? You receive all the memories of the monkey. Goodness me, why well, I wish someone had told me that on the menu beforehand. Have you and I do feel almost like a, a wave of thought. A wave of what? A wave of thought entering into my mind, almost as though another being has opened the back door and not even wiped their feet and is just wandering into the house that's Dave Edwards. It's very strange. We need your nurse again. <laughs> um, it certainly does. Yeah. Uh, might do later. Uh, are there any memories in your mind now that you don't 
recognise. All I can see is running up and down a tree, up and down a tree. Just That is the new memory that's just up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Like I forgot my keys. You know if you're running around a train carriage, I forgot my keys, oh, where's my iPad? And I'm going up and down a tree, up and down a tree, and I'm just, oh, I'm in a real diz. You know, I'm like a housewife. A diz, you know, like a housewife. No, I look for the vacuum diz. cleaner. Where's tiz. Henry? A tiz, you're quite right. That's, that's the monkey... Um, Messing up my mental theorus, I think. Uh, I tell you what, have a glass of water and let's yes. get rid of those weird memories. Absolutely, those, those monkey memories, those chimpanzee thoughts. Okay, I've got a. Uh, do you want to ask Trevor a golden question? We've got a golden question. A golden question. Yes. Yes. This is a golden question. And what happens? Your way. Just ask you a question. Okay. Can we put a bit of music I on? If it. I get it wrong, I might. Oh no, 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 no. Absolutely, we're still surrounded by those OAPs. I can feel them. But anyway, to my golden, my golden question. Okay. When was your most favourite era? As in, was it your 20s, your 30s, or your teens? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or is there an era, a decade you're looking forward to? I can't wait when I'm bloody 60 and I put my feet up and I'm a retired Mr. Locke. Just keep it simple. You're What's quite the right, question? Brian. Um, what is your favourite decade? Has it happened or will it happen? It's now. It's now. <laughs> this. This Sat one. here with us right now. Well, this is a great moment, yes. But no, this year has been very good. The last three years have been the best three years of my life. Really? Why is that? Why are they of such great... Who knows what the reasons are, but I've had the most fun, uh, the most enjoyment, the most smiles, the most, oh, my God, this is amazing, Um, the most uh, moments that you go, this is good, it was great that they made me come alive. Um, Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe it's because uh, I've been alive for so long now, I don't get tricked by, um, you know, thinking that things matter. Um, I'm more relaxed. I don't know. You do seem as though you're the man with the golden key. You've worked out a bit of a secret. You're quite a relaxed, centred individual. Or sort of a symbolic golden key, if you like. A symbolic symbolic golden key. If there was a golden key, I'd be grabbing it now, believe me. I'm always on the outlook for those. It's very much a case of what are the tricks that the listeners could maybe avoid? So they're not thinking, oh, it's the 40s and 50s that I need to look forward to. It's just now. Yeah, well, do you know what? I always thought that you had to have a certain number of different things and situations in order to be happy. And then uh, I realised, I don't know, that you don't. So, yeah. And what were those things? What well, you needed you know? to have money, you needed to have friends, you needed to have uh, um, work. Yes. And, uh, um, and, um, Podcasts. Podcasts. Yes, exactly. Podcasts, they're yeah. important. Yeah, all that sort of thing. You need to be on... Be on uh, a successful road podcast. to uh, exactly, and all you're realising now, none of those things matter. Look at me, I'm on this podcast, and I'm and you're happy. happy, and you're happy, I'm happy, massive smile. Yeah, you're wow. in the now. You just I'm, in the, I'm in one of the most precarious situations I've ever been. I'm in a dark, mysterious loft, loft in Dover, in Dover, one of the most by. difficult towns in the UK. It's got to be said, they've got a bad road system, and yet. I'm at peace with myself. Go figure. Hey, now, can you hear the, uh, on the landing? I certainly can, once again. That's, that must be the robot. That, sound, that sounds like... Is that the robot? Wheels. Has he got wheels? Or it could be an automatic OAP buggy from a parallel world. David, could you go down, go over to the, the hatch? Yes. Uh, open the hatch. Yep. Obviously, and uh, uh, and see if you can see anything on the landing. Hello there. I am Ghost Graham. I lived here in the home many years ago, and I am trapped. (laughs) Oh, Ghost Graham, thank you for joining us. I am Ghost Graham. It's funny, isn't it, when you actually 
witness a ghost, you kind of lose yeah. your fear. He's ridiculous. Well, he had such a kind of uh, nice manner about him, wasn't it? There's nothing haunting about it. Uh, if you want to come up into the loft, feel free. We've got some salty snacks and salty... I am your friend. Cool. <laughs> Very much a positive spirit, like you mentioned, Trevor, in your home in, uh, was it Clapham? Where'd you live? Wait, Croydon. this could be a trick. He says he is our friend, but how do we know that? Quite right. What does he mean by that? Does he mean that he was... Well, ask friend? him. He's poking his head for Graham? it. Friend or foe, ghoul? Graham, when you say you are our friend... Yes. Do you mean that you were friends with us when you were alive... <laughs> Or do you mean that you will make friends with us now that you are dead? Graham? Let him think. Friends forever. Well, that's quite positive, okay. isn't it? <laughs> OK. Before and after the grave. For the listeners at home, uh, David left the hatch open. Uh, Graham seems to be floating. His head's just poking up through the hatch. Uh, what does he look like, David? Uh, Graham is, unfortunately, uh, very much overweight. I imagine, I wouldn't call him obese, but he's very near to it. Um, he's got a very short haircut. Um, he's trying to pull off a sort of side parting, but there's just a lot of fat there. I don't mean that in a, in a judgmental way, Graham, but this is a podcast and I've got to be verbally very descriptive. But I do imagine maybe diabetes or some kind of weight-related disease brought you to the grave. I don't think it was a murder or anything. I think it was consuming too much sugar, perhaps. He's a cool baby boy. <laughs> what did he say? What did you say? I think he said, that's cool baby boy. That's cool back... That's cool baby boy. <laughs> that's cool back at you, Graham, baby bu- buddy. <laughs> baby bub. Baby, baby bud. Do you know, I don't know how to communicate with guys. I didn't think it was going to be like well, New York. You're not doing too slide. badly. You're doing all right. He's flirting with you. It seems that way, doesn't it? That's what I'm, I'm thinking. Don't mind <laughs> me. I just sit here and listen. Graham, please do. Join us. <laughs> Hollywood was wrong about the ghouls. So, uh, uh, again, for the benefit of the listeners at home, Graham's now floating around the loft and uh, he's currently just hovering above Trevor's head. Uh, he's an enormous man. He really is quite of a large stature. So. Can you tell us more about your life, Graham, and when you died and what you did for a living, etc.? Hey, 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 Oh, hello, Graham. There we go. I feel like a large seagull in your white tracksuit hovering over me. <laughs> Imagine the tracksuit because of the, um, the weight gain, which, uh, once again, you look like that large um, Ghostbusters figure. What was it? The, the Marshmallow Man. I have to go. Oh, My no. wife is calling me. You have a wife? Goodness. Very nice. And he's floated out the hatch. Do you want to shut the hatch? I think I will do, actually. Final five um, minutes, wasn't it? Very strange. Are you there? It was kind of um, an un- like I was on an uncomfortable date. Yeah, Trevor. <laughs> very unusual as well. He had to, he had to come through the hatch. He had to have the hatch open. Because <laughs> very often, I mean, I've never seen a ghost. I mean, I know I have a, no, a no, ghost no. in my own home. No, I know you say. I've never seen them. But usually, they're, they're able to walk through uh, closed doors and. I think maybe it was just manners. He was just trying manners. to like, make us feel sort of comfortable yeah. and not too freaked out type of thing. But I think at any moment, Graham could easily come through a wall or come through the pipes. Or anything yeah. at any point, so okay. I wouldn't. We better not talk about him because I think ears could be anywhere. David, here's another question. Uh, describe your outlook. 
Okay. Out, I can't read this. Your outlook on life in six words. Describe your outlook on life in six words. Just six words. Just six words. Uh, that's, that's fine. Um, hold back the negative clouds of... <laughs> I've run out, unfortunately. Hold back... The... Hold back the negative clouds of... There may be... That's quite, like Charles, I, I quite like that. That's pretty quite. good. That's pretty good. I'm going to give you a bonus word. Yeah, what bonus. would you choose to put to put uh, at the end of that? Of sorrow, I think. Hold back the negative clouds of sorrow. Okay. That would be my outlook when I wake up first thing in the morning and I Is go. Sorrow to... like a, a, an evil king. No, sorrow would be more of emotion of oh, emotion sorrow. Why okay. didn't I go in for a second kiss with that French exchange student? Regret. Yeah, regret. Yeah, regret. Absolutely. Okay. Regret will get you nowhere. It doesn't put petrol in the machine. Okay. It doesn't get you to work on time. It's not that espresso, you know, that's going to keep you motivated and moving through life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's negativity. It's going to slow you down type of thing. Negative clouds. Do you have a lot of negative clouds, David? Sometimes, sometimes I do, and you've got to basically put up your, uh, your large sword like King Arthur and wipe them aside. Because what's behind clouds? Sub. And that's what you need to keep yourself energised. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. And that's, uh, that's my outlook. Do you think that's a positive outlook? Is that something? Uh, it's a very positive outlook. Do you buy my, well, not my book. I'm not what saying I'm going to do a seminar. My book would be called um, Combating Calamities by Dave Edwards. Calamities could be, you know, uh, one chapter could be intercourse. Another chapter could be, you know, um, uh, job interviews. Why intercourse? Uh, Why intercourse? Because there's so many potential calamities involved, as in health and safety calamities. I'm not talking about, you know, sexual diseases. You're all adults. You need to, you know, put protection in beforehand with that. But I mean, like, you know, DIY, you know, poorly put together bed and then, you know, taking part in a sort of gymnastic-led sexual... um, Activity. Oh. Can you give us an example from your personal experience of uh, a calamity enduring intercourse? I would say um, I've never had a situation where, well, I've always told, I always tell someone beforehand, before having intercourse, and I think anyone else who suffers from this disease should do the same. If you're dyspraxic, tell your lover or your future lover beforehand. Dyspraxic is someone who has dyslexic coordination issues. Okay. So, you know, I'm terrible with. Um, uh, finding my, my destinations. I'm ter- it took me five times to, to get my driving licence. I'm not good with coordination, moving around, work. I'm not good at geography. So you can't find where her bits are? I couldn't find her doorstop. I couldn't find her sexual organ. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> doorstop? Well, at the beginning of the date. I mean, it's not all about sex. Is it? It's about finding her, first of all, as a person in society. So did, was she like a princess that set a sort of challenge to you? The man that can find my missing doorstop, he will be the man that gets I to I think that's for. an interesting analogy. I think even when I'm hungry and it's a Kit Kat, that's the princess that I've been given a challenge for. It's like, right, I'm going to have to find the vending machine, how much money, yeah, yeah. put that in. Oh, it hasn't taken the new 5Ps. I'll have to go and get the 10P changed. Now I've got a kit, now it's stuck. Now my princess is stuck completely, between I don't know what we're talking about here. I apologise, Brian. I, I've, I've got what are of, we talking about? We're talking about people who are dyspraxic, who have got poor coordination skills. They need to warn future lovers for health and safety reasons, in the bedroom. Okay, so if we're about to have sex, what would you say to me? I'd say before we start going into any heavy petting or any uh, intense foreplay, uh, I should tell you that I am dyspraxic. Uh, I don't have a letter from my GP, but you just need to take it in confidence I am, which means that if we get become too jam- gymnastic-esque in our sexual manoeuvres, if we become too... Um, 
too tall and Dean, too... Uh, Second time. Uh, I, I, they keep coming up. I've never thought about them for 20 years. But I think uh, for some reason the 80s are coming. But we mentioned Dallas earlier. And also I've got that monkey brain in my head. Um, well, that would be there, wouldn't it? The monkey, uh, these are the monkey memories. I know, yes. Dean. You've always got to put it on somebody else. It's the, it's the monkey. It's the chimpanzees ruin it. It's not me, Brian. Um, that, you know, I, I could slip and fall. Let's just focus on a missionary position now. Don't put loads of pressure on me to do something that I can't pull off. You know, it's like I said to my PE teacher, you know, I can't leap over the horse. Not the literal horse, but there's a, there's a gym horse, isn't there? I can't do it. I can't do it. doesn't matter how many times you stare at me, if you're dead, you know, dad look, look at them down like a barrel of a shotgun, shouting at me, just do it, Edwards. I'm not going to get over. I'm going to get halfway. I'm going to slip, and I'm going to give myself serious groinal damage. Okay, Trevor, have you got another question? <laughs> You know, it's going to yes, happen. I've got a question. Another question. question. Sorry, sorry, Brian, you carry on. Yeah. So, David, uh, earlier I, I happened to understand that you um, teach media. Yes. Um, in a college in Brighton. Yep. Are any of your students uh, listeners to this podcast? I hope not. I hope. I think they've got better things. Do you know what I mean? They've got higher realms to climb. What does that mean? Uh, oh no, no, nothing personal, Brian, whatsoever. Well, a little I, bit. It's, it's, it's got to be said, I think they've got um, media aspirations. I don't know if, it's, if this is in their audio pond or not. I'm not entirely okay. sure. I need to do some market research. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So you keep it a secret. Why do you hope not? Are you not proud of us, David? I'm very proud of all of you. Uh, it's, it's not a secret. It's not a pair of dirty wire fronts stuck behind the radiator. I do not see this as, you know, a pair of sort of French laced, you know, knickers. We are proud of you. I'm proud of you, Charles. You're the next stage of artificial intelligence, and I'm saluting you right now. Thanks for spooky snacks. And Brian, you are Chilis. very much the fire I never had. And Trevor, you're filling Chilis. me with lots of new thoughts. Sorry. <laughs> That's the monkey brains. That's chimpanzees running around my, uh, my frontal lobes. But you, you don't feel ashamed that you're, you know, you're on the podcast. There is not, it not, it's not one second of me that wants to have a shower right now. There's no shame whatsoever. I don't feel grubby or dirty. I think this is where I want to be. Like you said, in almost quite a Buddhist manner, you know, I'm in the now. This is why I want to be sat here with you good people, surrounded by OAPs. However, it will... Maybe give a shout-out to your students. That's... Thank you for that, Charles. That's the sort of platform I'd want. Uh, giving all those kids out there an audio high-five. There we go. Slap, slap across the nation. Slap, slap across the nation. Slap, slap across the nation. Slap, slap across, across the nation. There's just an owl. Could I hear an owl? I do hear an owl in the background, and I think it's resting there in the rafters. There's a feather that's just a forest gump, just slowly coming down. I think for the last... Uh, Should I shoot it? Yeah, shoot it. Please shoot, do. Shoot the owl. Please do. Guys, what? Yeah. Are shooting we, an owl? Are we shoot an animal on every podcast. Oh, do you? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's Done. like a thing. Done. Okay. There we go. That's Done. We'll, we'll, we'll pick up later and put it in a litter bin. So for the last, if you don't mind, for the last seven or eight minutes, I thought, I bought a blanket along. I thought we could all get underneath the blanket. Ooh. <laughs> oh! Oh, that's a bit camp. Sorry, don't, don't, don't worry, chaps. I'm not getting excited Where did about that now. come from? I don't know. I wish it hadn't. I wish it was on a computer screen so I could well, just delete you, what it. What were you thinking as soon as you heard us? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's the chimpanzee again. Don't blame him. That. No, I can't blame him. Um, so I thought we'd get under the uh, oh, blanket, yes. and if anyone's got any spooky stories, uh, 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 we, we'll bring the podcast to an end with a spooky story or two. Oh, lovely. Who wants to go under the blanket first? I think we're all going to go under the blanket. We're all going under this big old blanket. Okay, one, two, three. We're going to crawl in. Mm-hmm. 
there we go. I can see Brian's glasses reflecting in the, in the dark there. Lovely to see you under the blanket. Trevor, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Rather uh, Move over comfortable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's, my, that's three my men. That's three Bud job, David. Yeah. So sorry. Bud job, David. Bud job. Charles land the blanket. We can yeah, yeah. Charles can come under come the blanket. Charles. Yeah. Three men and a robot. There we are, under some fabric. Just in a loft. Join, in a loft, surrounded by OAP ghouls. It's not going to get any better than this. And I'll, I'll get, get the uh, spooky, salty snacks. Let's get those under here. This is it. This is the life, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So has anyone got any spooky stories, or are we just going to lay here and say nothing? Well, do you know what? The, 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 there is a, a spooky story. Here we yes, go. Here we go. I, here we go. I, uh, I once lived in a, in, a, in a house in South America. Oh, yes. Uh, with a... Him talk. Sorry, sorry, Brian. With a young lady, and uh, we went out for the day quite early, and we came back quite late. And when we came back, we went in, and there was a wooden floor. It was a wooden floor, in, in, and there was one large, wet footprint on the wooden floor. Like a sweaty, wet footprint. Goodness me. Now, if that had been one of our wet feet from a shower, where other. are the others? Exactly. Where are the others? Was it in the centre of the room, just in the middle of the room? It was right next to the bed at a funny angle. It was like, and this is what it, we felt, it was, it was like that it, it had come up from underneath the floorboard. It was like it, and it, it was, the water, the moisture was bubbling. You could see bubbling. the... Bubbling? Could... Bubbling. I took a photograph of it, don't have it with me, but it was oh, like little convenient. sweaty bubbles. Like it's a footprint from hell type it like, of... It was like it manifested through the wooden floor. It was extraordinary. So we both went really cold when we saw it. And then did what? Took photographs of it and panicked and tried to work out how the hell it had happened and we hadn't been there for the whole day. That is very frightening. So what, you've yeah. been out shopping or whatever, you've been out for a good five to six hours. We went out for a, a long family event. And then you come back and there's a, there's a, there's a wet footprint in the middle of your house. You, know, you, you, think, you think, are we living with anyone? We weren't living with anyone. You think, you think okay, someone's hopped. With one long hop. But even then, Trevor, there would be several hops, there wouldn't there? There should be. In the even if it was a, uh, you know, um, a war veteran that only had the one leg. Exactly. He'd be stumbling around and he'd knock over some exactly. kind of china or something. Exactly. So I, hey, It's frightening, isn't I it? I came to the conclusion it must be poltergeist activity. It must right. be. Yes. I'm scared. You should be, Charles. We're That's all a scared. reaction. Yeah. So did you think it was sort of ectoplasmic? That's what you think. You think it's ectoplasmic. You think somebody's... Uh, Manifesting here, you know, and also right next to your bed, which is right, slightly haunting. Exactly, because exactly, the bed is lots of psychic energy in the bed, and, and you can call things, can't you? Sort of erotic energy. Well, er erotic energy is is psychic energy manifested erotically. Yes, that's a very good description. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. And what? How large was his foot? What? What foot size are you? Was it any? Is nothing? Get like your, your foot off sorry, my. No, get quite, your foot off my foot, David. Yeah, you're quite right. I, I've got a habit of doing that, Brian. I apologise. Sorry. Your leg under, over my leg under the blanket. Sort of soothing. <laughs> I apologise, but it's not. It's not soothing for you though, is it? it? Puts you on edge, and I can't be selfish. Right. One last question. Uh, okay. Share one thing you don't understand about the world. Let's keep it concise. Share one thing you don't understand about, and maybe Trevor will be able to answer it for you. Okay, um, one thing uh, that you don't understand about the world... That you don't understand about the world. ..that I just find completely confusing mm -hmm. about the world yeah. is... Um, it, this sounds odd, it's got to be said. Um, I, I tell you, this is very specific to me, but I'm going for... And we're all adults here, 
but I'm going through, uh, and I'm being truthful, an IBS situation at the moment. So don't, but don't worry, don't panic or look, you know. And um, I'm finding just food and diets confusing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, severely confusing. And um, I'm not having a go at the NHS. Just because I've got IBS, it's not the NHS's fault, and it's not David Cameron's fault. It's my IBS, and I've said that to Dr. Martin Arundel. Jam, it's my IBS. But, you know, it's just one of those confusing things. What am I supposed to eat then? You know, it's a case of, you know, too much bran, that, that makes things too loose. Too much wheat, that makes so things too restricted. What's the question? Sorry, sorry, Brian. No, 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 like I said. Um, one of the big challenges in my life, in reality, day-to-day life, is IBS. Um, the NHS are as confused as I am. What's Trevor? the question? Oh, sorry. Um, diet, food, what does a man eat? <laughs> <laughs> what should I what should pass my lips and I can still smile at the end of the day and not feel ashamed <laughs> and not feel you know are you trying to talk your way out of a hostage situation again <laughs> um, no 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 this is worse than a hostage situation um, well I I, I, I have uh, I, no idea I think no He's just... Um, Look, what, you're what, just a very simple. Keep it simple. That's what, that's what I would say. Keep it simple. Do you have a diet you keep yes, to? Yes, I do. I have a simple oh, yes. diet, don't I? Oats so and peanuts. Can... Keep it to oats, oats and, pe- and peanuts. Oats and peanuts. Now, you've got a song called Oats and Peanuts, haven't you? I certainly have. Well, that's a beautiful segue. <laughs> well, why don't you sing it to Trevor and then we'll go home. Absolutely. If you don't mind, that'd be greatly appreciated. Just I don't want to show off my musical... Uh, my little, well, I won't call it a talent, but it's something I like to in do. Fact, could, we, could Graham come back into the loft again? Bit of a duo. Graham? Graham? You there, Graham? He's gone. Isn't he? He's still with his wife, is he? You can bring your wife. Oats and peanuts. Oh, oats and oh peanuts. here we go. He's coming through the floorboards. Okay, let's. Uh, so we'll end uh, this podcast, which uh, we've been in a loft in. Uh, where, where was it? In Dover. In we'll Dover. make sure next week we're in a different location. In a nursing home. Yes, absolutely. You're quite and, right. Uh, we'll end it with uh, this lovely song called Oats and Peanuts. This is one of my favourites, and it is autobiographical. One, two, here we go. One, two, here we go. Come on. Come on. Looking around, what do I see? Different people on the streets. What do they need in their life? One thing that will make it... Oh, uh, yeah. OK, cool. Oh, yeah. That'll do. Oats and peanuts. All right, that's that's enough. Sorry. Uh, So I'm I'm going to... uh, 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 Oats and peanuts. (laughs) That's it. I'm going to blow out the candle. Oats and peanuts. But I'm bum. It's a sort of musical (laughs) element. Oats and peanuts. Oats and peanuts. Oats and peanuts. It's as simple as that. It's just got a nice musical... Element to it. I've got to work on that song. I don't know if I really pulled that off. Sorry, Brian. I'm going to blow out the candle. Excellent. Oats and peanuts. Oats and peanuts. <laughs> it's reminded me of my musical failure, doesn't it? You sort of. Oats and peanuts. It just hasn't got a good chorus, so it just needs to focus on the chorus. It's just a bridge. Oats and peanuts. Once you've uh, worked out the bridge of a song, then it's fine. Sorry, Brian, you focus, sorry. Okay, I'm going to blow out the candle and say good. Thank you so much, Trevor, for coming into the loft. Oats yeah, thank and you. peanuts. Thank you, it was an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Thank you very much for your wisdom that you shared. Absolute pleasure. I hope the oats and peanuts um, <laughs> settle, settle you down. Absolutely. And musically, I'll work on that song. I was very confident as the gates were open and I yeah. slipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.